Good evening, everybody. I just want to welcome you once again to our program, Witness of His Light. The Bible says that the Lord Jesus inhabits the praises of His people. And I have a song that I want to play, and I just want you to spend a few minutes meditating on the song and praising the Lord for He is more than worthy to be praised and worshipped. Listen to the song. Yes, Lord Jesus, you are our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just want to pray for every listener right now, Lord, that is listening to this program. Lord, we are we are excited, Lord, and we're anticipating to receive from you tonight, Lord, a precious word, Lord, a miracle working word, Lord. I pray tonight, Lord, that you would open the eyes of the blind, Lord, that you would open the ears of the deaf, Lord, that you would open the hearts of people today to receive your word today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's go straight into the Lord's word, amen. Tonight's word, we begin with Matthew 26, verse 36 through 46. Then Jesus came with them to a place called 
Gethsemane and said to his disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to the point of death. Stay here and watch with me. Have you ever been there? Have you ever felt this, what the Lord was feeling? He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to his disciples again and found them sleeping and said to them, Peter, what could you not watch with me one more hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is, is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time he went away and pray, prayed, saying, Oh, my father, of this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it. Your eyes, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Brothers and sisters, listeners, these are my three points. Your way is a dead end. The realization that your ways is the end of yourself. You come to the end of your self, realizing that your ways failed and didn't work out. Point number two, calling out for help. Where's your friends? Where's your family? Who do you call on? Number three, what's the outcome? What's it going to be? What's the outcome going to be? Coming to the end of yourself. Have you found yourself there? Maybe addicted, incarcerated, abandoned, divorced? terminally ill, maybe you lost your job and your whole family is dependent on you, a place you feel like there's no way out and the way you ought to live life should and would be turned out not to be, the way you thought life should be and would be turned out not to be. Let me say that again. The way you thought life should and would be Turned out not to be. And I'm talking about experience here. The way that I thought that my life and my kid's life was going to be and the way it turned out to be, two different, two different things. I remember being a sergeant in the army, being in my 20s, thinking that I was in charge. And that I knew what I was doing, that I was controlling my life, my finances, my kids, my family, and that I was in total control. Coming to this age and finding out that in reality I wasn't in control of anything. I had no control of anything, ever. We really don't. So, coming to the end of yourself... It's not a bad thing. As painful as it can be. Trust me, I know. 
Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. See, when you find out that you're not in charge of anything, and that you are, everybody's depending on you, but you, you're not in charge of anything. You can't control anything. You can't do anything. When you find out that your destiny and your future lies in a different place other than earth and it's passing away things, when you find out that you're a passerby, a traveler, going to a different place in Christ Jesus, in a heavenly place, to be seated with Jesus in heavenly places, when you realize and you're pu pushed to that point where your faith is tested in fire, that's when you realize what faith really is. Coming to the end of yourself is knowing that you don't have all the answers and that ultimately all your plans and our ways are passing away and we are going to die one day and there is nothing we can do to prevent that. And that includes our loved ones, like my son, who I thought was going to be there the day that I died. But he, he died before I did. It lets us know we are not in control of anything like we once thought. But at the same time, it points us in the direction of he who does hold the future. Like John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. You see, I, I'm just a person like you. I'm just a person. But I'm pointing, I'm, I'm, I'm sending you an SOS. I'm a light in darkness. Trying to show you the way to he who holds the future, Jesus Christ. So how does it all work? There's the way of the world, the way the world works. And then there's the way that heaven works. Two different, completely opposites. On this earth, we know that currency, money, is the currency of this world. We can buy things and do things with money. The Bible says that money is the answer to things. I used to play the lottery many years ago because I wanted to bless my kids. But that wasn't the answer. Money's not the answer. In heaven, the currency is faith. You might ask, what is faith? The Bible says that faith, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is what we need to understand about faith. That without it, you cannot do anything. Hebrews 11, 6 but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And it is, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently. To chase after him. When you've come to the end of yourself, is that where you go to? Do you chase Jesus down? Do you do everything possible to find him? Or do you give up? Maybe you're a Christian that followed the Lord for many years and life didn't pan out the way you thought. Maybe you were listening to the prosperity message. A message, another message of, 
of the gospel. And you became discouraged. And you walked away because you thought that God was going to do what you, what you wanted him to do. But God's ways are higher than our ways. His plans are eternal plans for the future. To bless you, to prosper you, not to hurt you. Point number two, calling out for help. Who am I? You might ask. I'm Rick. I am just a voice, a sign pointing to the lost, the hopeless, the captive, sending an SOS, throwing you a lifeline in these last days. Because trust me, God's plans must come to pass. And this coronavirus is now no accident. You see, my friends, it's a judgment that has come down. God's plan will come to pass. To the ones who sa- to the one who saves sets you free, the one that loved you so much, he endured the cross unto death for you. See, this is all pointing, closing off your options, making you understand that you're not in control of what you thought you were. That your life is in his hands. And it is. I don't know who I'm talking to, but the Lord spoke to my heart and and he said, do not despise small beginnings. There's a lot of people that are unemployed right now because of the virus. And many, many of us are too prideful to receive things from other people. And other people have offered. And people have tried to give you things, but but you don't take them because you're too prideful. You see, it's not man that's handing these things out to you. This is the Lord giving you something. Receive them. Do not resist the Lord, but receive them in thankfulness. Thank the Lord for what he provides. Do not despise small beginnings. I'm just somebody like John, that when he saw Jesus coming towards him, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So you see, we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, of what we feel, no matter how hard it is, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. He lived among us and knows our pain and our sorrows. No matter what you're going through tonight, he understands. And he's in heaven interceding to the Father on your behalf. He's on your side. He loves you. He died for you. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Am I talking to you, brother? Am I talking to you, sister? Listener, I'm talking to you. Whether you know the Lord or not, I'm talking to you. For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and that and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And it shall come to pass that whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. With the heart. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Are we looking for Jesus? Do we look for Jesus? You see, the Lord is not slack in concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see, he hasn't come because he has you on his mind. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, he's waiting on you to come, to make a decision, an eternal decision, to turn your back on this world and to live for Jesus, because that's where eternal life is. That is the only place eternal life is. In Christ Jesus. You're going to die one day. And there's only two places you can go. Heaven or hell. And Jesus doesn't want you to perish. He wants you to be with him in heaven. What will you do? What can you do? I ask. We saw Jesus in the garden. And he's very distressed. Are you distressed? Are you at the end of yourself? Your friends have left you. Maybe your brothers and sisters. Father and mother, they've abandoned you. Everybody's turned their back on you. And you just don't want to go through this. I understand I've been there. When I was told that my son was dead, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be that person. But I was. And I want to tell you that this message helped me. It brought me back. Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. The Father's plans were better than his plans. For it was their plan. But he had to endure the cross. So he said, not my will, but your will. And that is faith being tested with fire. Is your faith being tested right now in fire? Will you say what Jesus said? Not my will, but your will. Will you believe? Will you trust? Will you go beyond your physical mind and go into the spiritual realm and and by and, and and through faith which is the currency of heaven believe the bible believe god that he has a better plan for your life today you know paul said to live is christ and to die to die is gain and i live towards the cross i live to preach to you tonight about Jesus Christ. That all the things that I always talked about was tested. And I stand firm in what I said. That Jesus Christ is the Christ, the Messiah, the sent one to save the world. I stand by that. That heaven is real. That you're being tested. That you have an enemy that seeks to destroy you and your family. And the only one that can save you is Jesus Christ. And it says here that Jesus fell on his face. He humbled himself 
And he prayed saying, Oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Will you do that? Will you fall on your face? Will you cry out to the Lord? Will you say, Lord, not my will, but your will? Will you submit yourself and give it all to the Lord, Jesus Christ? Because he wants your burdens. He wants your trouble. He said, cast your burdens upon him. Ecclesiastes 3, 1, 22. To everything there is a season, a time to, a time to every purpose under heaven, to be born and to die. Someone said it like this to me. Your son didn't die. God promoted him early. God promoted him early. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I, I praise the Lord in good and in bad. Because the bad is going to be turned around for my good. That's what the Bible says. That he's going to turn it to my good. Proverbs 3, 5 through, through 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all things acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his paths and his steps. And be not conformed to this world, but ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Open God's word. If you cannot read it, if you have mind-binding spirits and you cannot read God's word, put it on the TV, put it on the radio, but get God's word into you today. Before I, I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the room, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto all nations. If you know Jesus Christ, that's you right there. He ordained you. He sanctified you and ordained thee a prophet unto all nations. Psalms twenty-seven fourteen. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, unto the Lord. Wait on the Lord, I say. First Corinthians 2, 9. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. You see... No matter what's going on in your life today, Jesus is the answer. He has paid the price for you. When he was crucified and one, one of the person, he was crucified with three, two other people. And one of them mocked him and laughed at him. And the other one said, look, we deserve this. But what has this man done? And he believed unto righteousness and he called out to Jesus. Will you remember me tonight when you come into your kingdom? And Jesus looked upon him and he said, Tonight, you'll be with me in paradise. Well, guess what? Today is your night. Today you get to 
choose heaven for yourself and take it. The Bible says that we take it by force. The faithful take it by force. And we take it by faith in Jesus. And I want it to be your night. Trust me, brothers and sisters, there's no other way. There's either Jesus or the end of yourself. If you are ready to make a decision for Christ, which I pray and hope that you do, that's why I'm here. Because I want you to call on the name of the Lord. I want to I want to give you a hand. I want to pull you out of whatever misery you might have. You see, he healed me in 1994. He healed me of depression, of suicidal state. And he put a new mind in my mind, a new heart. And then the devil tried to wreck my life with the death of my son. But I stood my ground. And I want to do that with you tonight. I want to grab your hand and I want to pull you up. And I want to take you to Jesus. To live your life for him and trust him. And read his promises. His word says that. His people perish for the lack of wisdom, the wisdom of his word, his promises. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, take a minute and pray this prayer. You mean to tell me if I pray this, I'm going to go to heaven? If you believe it, if you receive it, if you pray and you really mean it. And if it's you that's unemployed and you've never depended on anybody, submit yourself unto the Lord. Let it be this day, the day that you receive salvation. So pull over. Let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, I want to come before you right now. And I admit that I'm a sinner. I've been following the world. I've been serving Satan. But you know what? I've come to the end of myself. I'm a sinner and I repent of all my sins right now before you. And I renounce Satan and all his work. I renounce this world. And I need a savior. I need you, Jesus, to be the savior and the Lord of my life. Come into my heart today, tomorrow, and forever. Save me. Be the Lord of my life. Wash me clean, Lord, with your precious blood. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Every empty spot. That I have fill it from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I ask you be the Lord and Savior of my life right now. I repent of all my sins, Lord. And I accept you today as my Savior. Holy Spirit, don't ever let me go. Don't ever let me go the world's way, Satan's way. Don't let me go to heaven. Sanctify me in faith by the blood of Jesus that he shed on Calvary's cross tonight and always. I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I want to take a minute and I just want to pray for the people out there. Lord, the Bible says that you know what we need before we ask it. And I don't know who's listening, Lord, but you know. You ordained this time. You made time for this to happen. And I want to just want to pray for them, Lord, that you would meet the desires of their hearts, Lord, that you would give them that miracle. Give them that 
thing that they've asked for all this time, all the things that they've waited on, Lord. Household salvation. Let it be your plan, Lord. Lord, if they've been called, that they would find out their calling. Lord, I pray, Lord, that they would receive their freedom, Lord. To that person that's in prison that thinks that he's never going to come out. Come out in the name of Jesus. The Lord will make a way where there is no way. I call you forward now in Jesus' name that you may come out and preach to the nations. I pray for every person right now. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. The Lord said to pray for laborers to come into the field. And I pray for those listening to come into the field. To to become one of God's preachers. One of God's messengers. A witness. Just tell somebody about Jesus. And I pray that you would receive your sight. your, Your hearing. Your vocabulary. You don't speak. If you're captive to an addiction, Jesus has anointed me to set the captive free. Alcohol, drugs, and whatever holds these people captive, I loosen you now from their lives. I cut you off right now with a word, with the Holy Spirit right now. The fire of the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus. For the Bible says that we overcame the dragon by the word of our testimony and the blood of Jesus. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Right now, I set you free in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, bless your people tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, brothers and sisters, listeners, I hope you prayed that prayer. And I just want to say good night. I won't say goodbye because it's not the last time that I'll preach to you unless the Lord calls me home. And if he calls me home and I never preach again. Please trust what I say. Believe in what I say. Jesus Christ is real. Heaven is real. God bless you all in Jesus' name. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Call upon his name tonight. Wherever you might be, whatever situation you might be, call upon his name. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Good night, brothers and sisters. God bless.